0: Welcome to the Options Millionaire Podcast, where we walk you through the tools, techniques, and strategies we use to become seven-figure traders in the options market. Your hosts are Peter and Travis, founders of the Options Wealth Academy. Okay, welcome everyone to episode number 10 of the Options Millionaire Podcast. Uh, I am one of your hosts, Peter, with my other host, Travis. Hello. Uh, today's today's topic is a very interesting one, and uh, we're going to do it a little bit different than our last podcast, but uh, I'm going to let Travis start off. We're going to talk about market tops and bottoms. So I'm going to let you start, and then we'll go from there.
1: All right. Sounds good. So, yeah, I just told Peter I had a couple of things written down. A part confession, <laughs> and a part uh, my thoughts on market tops and bottoms. Because I've traded through several, uh, I've been an active trader since the late '90s. So I've had an experience trading through several market tops and bottoms. And the one thing I will say that's kind of a, a bit of a well, it's a bit of a myth and it's a bit of a true. People say, "Oh, you can't predict market crashes, market tops and bottoms," right? So I will agree with that statement with a disclaimer. Yes, uh, I have never found anybody that's been able to accurately predict market tops and bottoms. Uh, Now, the huge disclaimer is it is possible to spot them, though, to have a system that literally spots them before the general public knows about it. That is for sure. I, I, I discovered it in a book by William J. O'Neill many years ago. I think it's the book is The Successful Investor, where he talks about how to spot market tops and bottoms. That system has been eerily accurate, for as long as I've used it. Um, I have my own system now. I talked about uh, Peter Mana, I wrote a book, Option Trading Made Simple. He can edit this out if he doesn't want me to self-promote. But in my book, I have my own uh, system I now use. It's kind of simplified. And the reason I simplified it is for my wife and kids. They're not active investors. They don't want to look at technical indicators and, and have all this software. They just want something really simple. right? And so uh, mine is the 200-day moving average, and I kind of talk about that in the book, but I use a simple system. And but regardless of what system you use, you can see a market top and bottom, like when it's shifting from a market top and you're heading to a bear market or a market crash, it it literally happens in real time right in front of your face. Like, it's never a surprise. You clearly see it happening, but you will fight it emotionally. Um, and so right now we're recording this in the beginning of 2023, and we're still actually in the middle of a bear market. We possibly have bottomed out. Uh, when we're in January 2023. But the bear market of 2022 happened right in front of my eyes, right? I saw it. Every system I was using saying, hey, this is a crash, but it took a while for my brain to shift. Focus, shift directions. I was still arguing with it like eh, this might just be a correction. Right. We just had a bear market a few years ago. I was like, oh, I don't know about this one. Right. I didn't believe it. So it happened. The, every, the tools are right. But I was the one that was fighting it. And that tends to happen. That's why market tops and bottoms, they, they surprise people. So that was an example of a market top, right? And then we went into a bear market. The same thing happens at the bottom when you're in a market bottom and you're shifting and the market starts going back up and it may be happening now, right? Um, Right now, the system I am using is right on the edge of triggering to say, hey, the market crashes, we're going back up. But I promise you, people are going to see it and they're going to fight it emotionally. And usually it's the opposite emotion. At the market top, the emotion you fight is greed. It's like, nah, I don't want to go to cash. I want to stay you know, invested in case the market goes back up. I want to make money. At the bottom is the opposite emotion. It's usually fear. It's like, mm, I don't know. I just lost a lot of money in the bear market. I don't trust the signal. I don't think the market's bottomed out. I think it's going to go back down. I literally just got an email from this guy. He is fully leveraged on the downside, meaning that he only makes money if the market goes down. Guess what? The market has been going up for about a month. He's like, "I'm getting killed and crushed." I'm like, "That's why we don't trade what we think, right? We trade what we see. We you follow systems, not your emotions." And so, um, when it's at the bottom, you'll you'll fight it. You, the market will be going back up, and people will argue with it. They'll be like, oh, "I'm scared. I just lost a lot of money. I'm, I don't trust the signal. The market might tease me and crash." And then it'll go up for like three months. By the time you're like, crap, I should have believed the system. So that's the tr- that's that's the issue you'll have with market top and bottoms. It's not that you can't see them happening. No, everybody sees it happening in real time. It's just that people don't believe what they see and they kind of fight it emotionally. So last thing I'll say on this is that you don't need to uh, spot or be able to predict market bottoms to succeed. Right. This is just extra information. You really don't need to spot or predict market tops and bottoms to succeed. You don't even have to be right about the market direction, to make money. You just need a proven system. And I am making money right now being wrong. I think the market is going to fall again, but my systems are telling me, hey, place this trade anyway. And that trade is making money because the market's been going up. So again, I was emotionally or logically or intellectually wrong about what I thought would happen, but I'm still making money. It's because that's the best way I found whether it's bond, hold, or actively trading options. The best thing to do is follow a proven system and you'll do okay. Acknowledge your emotions and your thoughts, but it's a system that has to win. So that's all I have to say about that. Yeah,
0: that, and, you know what's funny is when I was kind of putting together my notes about market tops and bottoms, mm-hmm. um, as I was kind of, going through things, I was like, okay, I went through a bunch of different things that I've learned that a lot of you, a lot of what I've learned, you taught me. Um, Same thing, William J. O'Neill, I use, uh, I'm a, I'm a member of Investor's Business Daily. Mm -hmm. Um, So I read a lot of their articles. I've read his books and same thing. You can follow a system but then I said, you know, in as I was jotting down my notes, I'm like, hey let's change gears a minute here and ask a simple question. Why do we need to know when the market hits the absolute <laughs> top or the absolute bottom? And I, I know some people would probably be like, "What are you an idiot? You have to know that?" And it's like, well, in the years I've been trading options, I found out that I don't have to know that. And it's never actually, even if I could have predicted it, never would have helped me or hurt me in either case. Um, And that's when I look at, okay, isn't it just more important to focus on your risk management and then a Mm -hmm. market top and market bottom won't really affect you. They're going Mm -hmm. to have a negative effect on you to some degree, right? If you're at Mm -hmm. the market top and you just bought a call option and it just topped out and starts falling, Eh, you could be in trouble same as same goes for a market bottom right if you're at a market bottom and you're trading a bearish direction sure um but if you managed your risk it's just another day of a losing trade which i think that's inherently what people think when they start to learn how to invest and trade on their own that okay once i learn this i'll never have a losing trade right so um so interesting so i got a question for you though Uh uh-huh which one do you find the most difficult to deal with emotionally? The top or the bottom?
1: Hmm. That's a good question. No one's ever asked me that. Um let me try to think through that. <laughs> ah, Peter, that is a really good question. I don't that's a good question. I don't know. Honestly. Um <laughs> Let me. You share your perspective if you have one. Uh, I don't know.
0: I I kind of know. Like I'm very frustrated now, but that's because we see less of these than we do in bull markets, right? So true. Um, I I I guess for me personally, the bottoms are irritating because we have these bear market rallies, and the (laughs) the reality is every indicator we use to spot tops and bottoms are lagging indicators, right? So they're telling yeah, yeah. us what's <laughs> happened in the past. Okay. So, which is why they can never predict, right? Because it's like, you can't predict based on that. There's so many factors that go into the market anyway. And sentiment being one of the biggest factors is something that even though I've read many books and I use the psychological indicators on IBD, mm-hmm. it's very difficult to figure out what's going to happen in the market or predict what's going to happen. But I think this is spotting a market bottom it has been more challenging for me emotionally because it seems like the fake outs you get, like mm-hmm. when we're seeing when we're in a bull market, it just doesn't, um, it, it just like it, it, will fall. We can have some pretty steep corrections.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And a lot of times we can look at those and say, okay, that probably was not the market top. And I've just found in many cases because bull markets last so long that it's not, right? So, but now I'm struggling cause this is the first real bear market cause 2020 was too quick. Uh, yes. I don't really think that was a bear market and I didn't trade in the last one, which was 2008, right? So mm-hmm. this is my first real bear market of trading options and doing my own investments. So it's been a little frustrating in that regard.
1: Okay. Now I have an answer. Thanks for showing that. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> um, I struggle with it because I actually, I personally struggle with them equally. Like it wasn't one or the other I struggle with the most. I actually struggle with both of them equally. Like I'm pretty balanced emotionally there, probably because I've traded through a lot. I was trying to think through as a coach what I've seen. And you're right. The bottoms will, uh, people will struggle with the most. And here's Why? Is several reasons. One is because they lack the experience. Bear markets don't happen often. They have more experience trading in up markets than down. And up markets, you're all elated. You know, you have high emotions. And so, yeah, it's mostly annoying when it tops out and falls, but you're not struggling that much emotionally. Now, Bottom of a bear market, depending on how long the bear market is, normal bear markets last, you know, they range, but they're months, sometimes years, right? Mm -hmm. And so you've watched your account slowly get smaller every single month for a year. That is so emotionally taxing, it's not even funny, right? And so you're like like part depressed, (laughs) right? And then you get a, a signal that the market bottom is here. So you're trying to think. Like, like a professional investor make good decisions when you're all depressed and crappy emotionally, right? And that's not the best place to make decisions from, right? So that's why people struggle because one, you're not in a good place emotionally to start off with. And then two, again, you're doubting the signal because of fear. You're like, I don't want to put myself in a position and lose even more money than I already lost. And so it's, it's more stuff going on emotionally at the bottom than it is at the top. And so as a coach, I think that's what people struggle with the most. It's just because there's so much going on emotionally and, and winning when and investing, it's, it's, a, it has a lot more to do with emotions than people realize they think it's just about strategies and techniques. I'm like, gosh, no, it's 80% mental, you know, managing your mindset and emotions and things like that. So, but that's a good question. I,
0: yeah, no one's ever asked me that. <laughs> I will say this, it's uh this bear market the one thing it's been a blessing in disguise is the uh the point of risk management and really to uh make sure that you have a good plan going forward. Mm-hmm. Um prior to your investing and and oftentimes we can tend to make a decision based on our emotions, right? Mm-hmm. Um yeah. and and so like I, I I have obviously I'm not like I was when I first started trading options. Um I've learned quite a bit in the last ten years now. Um but I did learn that it wasn't that I was being reckless or anything. I just wasn't being because when we when you trade in a bull market, especially with our strategies, they can they can just Almost be somewhat easy, right you're like this mm-hmm. is and and sometimes when I see people struggle I'm like, how are you struggling this is like easy it's like waking up <laughs> and making a cup of coffee every morning you know mm-hmm. the problem is that you get this false sense of security or you you tend to for me personally what I ended up doing was not really uh paying attention to what was happening so when I first started taking losses, on my account, I was like, eh, that's okay, because I had so many months of winning trades and I had made so much money. And then using our system, I wasn't paying attention. I wasn't really paying attention to my risk. So (laughs) even though I knew what my risk parameters were, I wasn't truly focused on it. So I was missing just, and here's the thing, it was interesting. I was just talking to a client about this. It was such an easy fix once I lost the amount of money I lost in one Mm -hmm. of my trading strategies on my big account. And when I lost that much money, I was like, okay, first of all, it wasn't crippling to my account. So it wasn't like in 2008, I lost the same amount of money. Mm -hmm. that I just lost, but my account was significantly smaller and it represented close to 60% of the account. Mm. This time it didn't represent, uh, it represented more than the market loss by 1%. So the market dropped 27%. And on my large account, I lost 28%. And it was because Mm. of that screw up. Mm -hmm. Um, The interesting thing is it was one little tweak that I was able to recognize and make that I will never do that again, number one. And number two, I was able to implement that strategy in the middle of this bear market because of the fake outs, right? So we've gotten signals to get in. I implemented the strategy and then we got a signal, oh, get out. I made $4,000 mm-hmm. uh, because I focused correctly on my plan, right? So mm-hmm. um, so it's interesting, um, but but yeah, I, I when I look back on it, even what you taught us you know the four stages of a market crash in that template it's not um it's not about finding the the actual top hmm. or yeah. the actual bottom because it does show us what to do when the bottom comes in right yeah uh, but interestingly i think folks tend to well i think the biggest thing is look at okay what would have happened if you could have predicted the top and the bottom? Would you mm-hmm. have taken action on it? And like, so the question is now, if you're not taking action when you get a signal, like we've got signals to dip our toes back in the market right now. Well, we got it a while ago, right? Mm-hmm. Um, if people haven't done that, then predicting a market top or a market bottom isn't going to help them. <laughs>
1: <laughs> exactly. Thank you. Yep. There you go. <laughs> That's why I said it's all about emotions. <laughs> mm-hmm. <sighs> I made the same mistake. That, that, yeah, did I? I get, yeah, I didn't go deep into my confession. Yeah, I made the same mistake, but mine was more of ego than oversight. Um, I received the signal, and I just got sloppy. I had too much ego from making. I- 2021 was one of my biggest earning years, right? So ego is big. Ego is the enemy of excellence. I wrote an article on it. Um, so my ego is big. I, I let my ego make all the decisions. I got sloppy. I saw a signal. I'm like, yeah, no big deal. I can make it back. I'm good. You know, I made so much money in 2021. And i was like, you know what? It, it hurt me. I lost First losing, yeah, I lost money the first time in years, lost more than I usually lose, but that was mostly about ego, right? Taking a while to shift and realign my portfolio to where it should have been risk-wise. So that was my mistake. But yeah, I saw the signal too. Yeah. I was like, I had something that told me when the tops and bottoms were here and I still ignored it. Right. So not for long, though. You've been trading for a while. You get mature. Like, I forget that hope stuff. I'm like, forget this. Like, I know what it feels like to lose everything. And like, nope, not doing that. It's not worth it. So yeah, you know, let me pay attention to my signals and risk.
0: <laughs> yeah. And it's just that patience and discipline. We always talk about it. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's, I know, I know folks in the options wealth Academy get tired of hearing me say it, but it's so, it's so important to have patience and discipline because the only two things, there's two skill sets. I believe when it comes to investing, the Mm -hmm. first is the strategy that you're going to implement. You, you have to know it. And the second is you, you don't know what you're, how you're, it's just like in, you know, when I was in the military, you keep doing the same basic thing over and over again because you don't know how you're gonna react in a uh, a difficult <laughs> situation, right? And and when stress stresses you out, you don't know how you're gonna react. But what they found was you'll revert back to your basic habits that you yeah. prepared yourself for getting into that situation. So um, So if you don't work on the basic habits, then, when the incident happens, you're generally going to have a problem, and yeah. I think yeah. investing is the same way. If you don't work on you, how are you going to handle not just losses but gains? How do you handle those? Right? Mm-hmm. Do you get greedy and then say, "Oh," because that's ex- that's one of the things that crept into my problem this past year was I had an opportunity to erase. A majority Mm -hmm. of the losses I had incurred, and I got greedy because I was Mm -hmm. like, oh, well, that put is already at 105%. If it gets to 120, (laughs) I'll make some money. That would be so cool to be able to tell people I made money. The market dropped by 27%. I made 5%. And how did that work out? I lost 28%.
1: (laughs) Market <laughs> took that gain away from you. Yeah.
0: <laughs> be fearful when others are greedy and be greedy when others are fearful, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> yeah, that so that bit me in the butt. So anyway. Yeah, it
1: happens. <laughs> well, I hope that they enjoyed today's podcast. I know you have to run. We want to yeah, keep it that, short.
0: No, that was I like that though. I, I think uh market tops, market bottoms. I don't think you guys have to really focus on figuring out the top and the bottom. You just nah. need to, we, we've looked at it. You can look at a market Any you can do back testing all day long and you can figure out that if you got out based on a system, like our four stages of market crash, mm-hmm. um, if you use that, you had no issues. This year, or 2022, when we look at that, um, that prevented us from <laughs> losing. God, if I, I mean, options are risky, right? Leveraged. Yep. Imagine Leveraged. if I didn't have good. Risk management, um, that 30% loss. I actually heard from a person that their account was
1: down 55% in 2022. Yeah, I don't have to imagine. I've been there, so I was like, <laughs> Yeah, I don't have to imagine. I know I've been there. I know what happens when you don't pay attention to that. That you people don't know options are leverage, they, they focus on wow, I, I grew my account by 60% in one year. I'm like, Okay, remember that because guess what? Leverage works first as well. Yeah, you can lose 60% of your account if you don't pay attention to risk management. So, yeah. So yep. Absolutely. anyway,
0: well, good stuff. Great stuff. Actually. That was uh that was a good one. Hope you guys enjoyed it.
1: Yep. And we will see you next, next, the next, the next episode. We don't know what the topic is, but we hope yeah, it'll you, be a good one.
0: Yeah. You'll just have to come by because uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, we don't know what it's going to be. Yeah. <laughs> yep. But we'll have an, I, we'll have an answer. When we get on. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) We'll see you guys in the next podcast.
1: All right. Take care. Bye-bye. All right. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Options Millionaire Podcast.
0: Be sure to join us each week as we dive into all the tools and techniques we use to become seven-figure traders. For more information and a copy of our show notes, head to www.optionswealthacademy.com.